You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Min. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simeon, and on this edition of the show, we're going to be discussing William Saliba. Uh, surprise, surprise. It's the big talking point among the Arsenal faithful at the moment, off the back of some news that broke yesterday uh, during the Euro 2020 uh quarterfinals or the first of the Euro 2020 quarterfinals. Fantastic day of football again, two really, really enjoyable games. And we're going to, I know the Euro show was daily at the start of the tournament, but obviously with games not taking place every single day, um, we've kind of shifted our focus uh, more so back to the Arsenal stuff, but we will be bringing you a show tomorrow where we'll be looking at all of the quarterfinals. We'll be reacting to England versus Ukraine. We'll be discussing Spain's uh, victory over Switzerland. And we'll be discussing the Atsuri, who march on after a really impressive display against Belgium. Uh, big good morning to everybody watching us live in the chat. Well, good afternoon, I should say. It's midday, isn't it? Jesus. Uh, good afternoon to all of you. Hope you're all well. Hope you're enjoying your weekend so far and hope you have uh, got some exciting plans for tonight to sit down and watch and enjoy the football, hopefully. Um, but yeah, really, really looking forward uh, to getting into this one because I've put a few tweets out this morning, just kind of sharing and reeling off some of my thoughts on the whole William Saliba saga. There's been They've been met with quite a bit of disagreement, as you'd expect. It's Twitter. Um, but I just kind of thought it was worth doing just a, a short show uh, to kind of get into it, make the points that you can't necessarily make in a couple of hundred or so characters on social media and, and really put the point across and see what you guys have to say about it, of course, in the live chat box. Um, good afternoon to Josh, to Robin, to Brad, uh, to Julian, to Syed, uh, to Matt, to Ashton. Hope you're all good and uh, let's get on with it. So William Saliba, now the news broke Last night, uh, David Ornstein, it was, I believe, um, who uh, put the report out. Yep, just double-checking that. Don't want to credit the wrong bloody person. Uh, David Ornstein put out a report uh, last night, uh, which said that uh, William Saliba is set to join Marseille on loan. Not done, but the 20-year-old has picked Olympic Marseille from a number of options, and now the clubs need to agree a deal. Arsenal want him to get a full season playing, and they still think of him as part of their long-term plans. Um, he also put um, he also put another tweet out around about 48 minutes ago at the time of recording where he said, William Saliba's situation isn't great, but all involved except that he needs Full, a full season of regular and ideally European football. It's not realistic at Arsenal, but it should be on loan at Marseille. Um, and how it goes for Saliba is likely to dictate the 20-year-old's future. So let me give you my thoughts on this, right? First of all, we read in the initial report from David Ornstein of The Athletic that William Saliba had chosen to join Marseille over a number of other clubs, has opted uh, for that particular move. Now, the other clubs interested 
were Newcastle United, as we know, a fellow Premier League club. We know there was interest from Lille in France. And then we were told there was interest from Italy and Spain without the specifics around exactly which clubs it was um, who had entered the race or who had kind of thrown their names in the hat or, or in the ring or thrown their hat in the ring. However, that bloody saying goes anyway. Um, and that William Saliba has opted for Marseille. Now, my initial reaction to this was, well, William, if you want to prove yourself as a Premier League player, if you want to play in what's regarded by many as the best league in the world and do it there week in, week out, then surely, surely picking Newcastle United, another club um, who compete in the Premier League, would have made more sense. It would have allowed you to adapt to the league that you hope to be playing in in the future. It would have kept greater focus on you because you were staying within the UK. It is a loan move that's worked wonders for Joe Willock. Um, you know, he went to Newcastle United, performed really, really well. And now I think a lot of Arsenal fans look at Joe Willock in a different light off the back of that. William Saliba had the opportunity to do that by staying in the Premier League. And that was kind of my initial feeling, my initial feeling towards it. Why are you going back to France? We, we know what you're capable of in France because we've seen it. We've seen it before. Um, you know, you've done it at Saint-Étienne. You've done it at Nice. We know what you're all about when it comes to the French Ligue 1. We know that you can cope with that standard. So why have you gone back there again? Well, the, the more I think about it, though, the more it kind of makes sense. And, and the first reason for that is he knows the country. He knows the league. He knows the footballing culture. He knows the culture. He knows... Um, that he will probably have a greater chance of being successful there and therefore being able to stake his, place, uh, stake his case for a future at Arsenal. We know that Marseille are a massive, massive football club. And I think sometimes outside of France, Marseille don't necessarily get the credit that they deserve in terms of how big a football club they are. We know that Sam Pauli's the coach, a very, very good coach. And we know that Marseille have European football. So by going there, William Saliba has an opportunity to continue his development in a league in which he's already comfortable, in a league in which he already knows, and in a league where he himself already believes he can succeed. The adaptation period will be shorter in theory. And the transition to Marseille should be easier because of the language, because of the culture, all of those things I've just mentioned. He also gets to showcase his talents at the very top end of French football, but also on the European stage. And that's something that a lot of these other clubs that were in the run, excuse me, um, can't necessarily offer William Saliba. So my initial thought was, come on, be bold, be brave, stay in the Premier League, show what you can do in the Premier League setting. And that will stand you in better stead when you do get your opportunity at Arsenal. But the more I think about it and the more I deep dive into this and the more I sort of take into account all the different factors, I actually think Marseille is probably the best place. And I think that it is probably a good move for William Saliba. Now, David Ornstein has stressed the point that he remains 
part of Arsenal's long-term thinking. And, I, you know, Arsenal won't rule out William Saliba one day going on to, uh, you know, prove himself as a very good centre-half and, and, and establish himself in the Arsenal first team. But equally, and this is the point that a lot of Arsenal fans are missing, and it's driving me absolutely bonkers. Mikel Arteta didn't sign William Saliba. Mikel Arteta had nothing to do with the acquisition of William Saliba. Neither did Edu. There's a reason that the people who did have everything to do with the acquisition of William Saliba are no longer at the football club because they weren't doing the job properly. They weren't doing the job right. Mikel Arteta has no personal responsibility to develop William Saliba because of the fee that we paid for him. Mikel Arteta's responsibility as a coach and as a manager of this football club is to recruit well, is to sell well, is to develop the team and is to make the most of the resources that he has available to him. He clearly, at this moment in time, does not feel that William Saliba is the right option for us at centre-back. I want an Arsenal fan out there who is losing their mind over this, and there are plenty of you because I've seen it on social media. I want an Arsenal fan out there who is very against this to give me cold, hard proof, facts, evidence that William Saliba in his current form is a more competent Premier League defender than Rob Holding. There is none. So you're going to struggle. There is none. There is no cold, hard evidence that would suggest that William Saliba right now, today, on July the 3rd, 2021, is a better centre-back and will give us more over the course of the season than Rob Holding. Now, I don't even think Rob Holding's that great. But the point here is that the, the reaction and the clamour around this decision over William Saliba that we all saw a mile, you know, a mile off. We all saw it coming. I said to you guys two, three days ago that this was, you know, this was, this was ominous. The fact that we were linked with Ben White was ominous for, for William Saliba and that his Arsenal career, I'm not going to say it's over because it's not, but you know, it isn't going to progress in the way that you know, many people hoped, uh, not not now anyway. You know, people will, will counter what I've just said. Mark says, we don't know until Saliba pulls on an Arsenal shirt. Maybe not. Maybe we don't know the full extent of what William Saliba can do. Because, you know, me, admittedly, I don't watch French football every week. And I'm sure many of you don't as well. And And what drives me mad is this almost, you know, this uh, this kind of thing where people go, yeah, well, he was smashing in France. What is that based on? What is that based on? Because it's not based on most of your own personal views. It's based on a few reports here and there. And it's probably based on a player score rating system um, that you found on the internet. Like, And I'm not meaning that in a disrespectful way. To, to lots of you, you know, I the point I'm trying to make is very often in this podcast, right, when we talk about players and potential players that Arsenal will look to sign and everybody says to me, you know, what do you think of this player? What do you think of that player? The amount of times I just hold my hands up and I say, 
Honestly, I don't know because I don't know everything. It's impossible to be an expert in everything football. It is impossible to have the same level of knowledge about every single European league and every single player that plays in it. And so people need to be calm about the the level that William Saliba is at. You know, William Saliba was playing at Nice last season. He wasn't playing at Paris Saint-Germain. He wasn't playing at Lyon. He was playing at Nice. And Nice, you know, what are they, a mid-table side? Where did they finish last season? I think it's eighth. I'll just double check. Ninth. Even worse. Ninth. Nice are a mid-table side in the French league. Game. So because he went there and looked okay, doesn't necessarily mean, and this is the key point, that he is ready to come in and play week in, week out for Arsenal. How many of you can hand on your heart say that you would be happy and not at all concerned if we started next season with a central defensive pairing of Gabriel and William Saliba. Very few, very few. And I'd bet on that. This is the problem. And it's the problem when you compare players' performances from other leagues and you bring them into the Premier League and you you kind of hope and you bank on that translating. it. Remember back to when we were talking about Emi Buendia. And the point I kept saying was, Yes, his goal record looks phenomenal in the championship. His assist record looks phenomenal in the championship. But there is no guarantee that that gets translated from championship to Premier League. There is no guarantee that William Saliba's level gets translated from League 1 to the Premier League. And right now, Arsenal haven't seen enough, clearly, in their opinion, to feel that he can offer something right now. I think if it wasn't, for the size of the investment that was made in William Saliba, I think they'd have cut him loose by now. I really do. I think they're giving him further opportunities whilst collecting loan fees by sending him to Nice and now Marseille, of which they're offsetting against the initial investment that they made with the hope that he will at some point come good. But you can't get stuck in a time machine. You can't get stuck in a time capsule. You can't because we made a mistake, maybe a mistake, you know, the future will determine whether that was a mistake or not. But right now it looks like a mistake because we spent £27 million of our precious resource on a player who isn't playing for us. So right now it does seem like a mistake. But that mistake doesn't mean that Mikel Arteta needs to be held over a barrel and forced to play Saliba because Raul Sanlehi and his people got it wrong. If you trust the manager to come in and turn your fortunes around as a football club and you give him the baton and you say, Mikel, this is your job now. This is your baby. We are putting our trust in you. You then can't come from the other side and say, but by the way, because we paid X amount for William Saliba, he has to play every single week. Nobody was complaining about Nicola Pepe being left out of the starting eleven when he wasn't performing and, and saying, Mikel's an idiot. We spent £72 million on this guy. Why is he not playing? Because people hadn't seen enough of Pepe to justify his constant selection. And over time, he's earned the right to be in that team. 
William Saliba hasn't earned that right yet. And whether that's Arsenal's fault because they've not given him the chance to, to do so is different. But the point here is that when clubs change football managers and executives and change direction in terms of what their philosophy is, the players they want to go after, how they want to do it, often there are people who become collateral damage to that. And William Saliba at this moment in time feels a little bit like collateral damage to the change, to the change at the top and to the change in the management. And we as Arsenal fans have to accept that. If there is one area of the team that you can hand on your heart, look back on last season and say, Mikel Arteta changed that area for the good and improved us in that area for the good. It's the defence, right? We had, what, the third best defensive record in the Premier League. When you think about where we were, that's that's quite remarkable. Clearly, we've got an issue further up the pitch at the moment. We've got an issue trying to make things happen in the more advanced areas. And that's the, the priority right now. So the, the point here is that given Mikel Arteta has successfully improved us as a defensive unit, and he hasn't really done it by bringing in tons of individuals. You know, yes, Pablo Marie came in as a as a kind of a squad player a year and a half ago, and people were like, mm, don't know about that. Cedric came in as a squad player. Um, Gabriel was a, a significant investment, yes. But what he's done is he's he's made us a more defensive unit. And now we're making, you know, a, a more solid defensive unit, I should say. Our shape is better. We get caught on the transition far less often. Has that taken a little bit away from our attacking play? It absolutely has. And Mikel Arteta now will have to earn his money by finding that balance. That is his big task this season. But William Saliba is not the answer to all of our prayers. William Saliba might go on and fulfil his potential or his expected potential. But he also might not. And Mikel Arteta looks at him right now and doesn't see a player that he can rely on. And is it just for footballing reasons? It probably isn't. You know, there have been a number of things involving, um, you know, uh, William Saliba that make you maybe question his maturity, uh, maybe make you question whether he's mentally right just yet. Um, you know, there are a number of things. So let's see this for what this is. And this is Arsenal who took a risk, a big money risk on a defender a couple of years back. It hasn't really worked out. As I say, make no mistake about it. Arsenal, by loaning him out, are collecting loan fees. They're keeping his salary off of the wage bill. And what they are doing, in essence, is they are making back some of that initial investment. They won't make back all of it doing it this way, but they'll make back some of it. While in the meantime, hoping that he will come good further down the line. And um, and if he does, great, we keep him. If he doesn't, we move him on. But we're talking about a player who still has a hell of a lot to prove. And let's not pretend that Mikel Arteta has banished Lionel Messi from Arsenal Football Club or the equivalent, because that is absolutely not the case. And that's why I always say the clamour around this player is just too much. It is just too much. Mr. A says, I've not seen treatment like this of a young player before. It's embarrassing. It's not true, mate, because, you know, some would argue that Ainsley Maitland-Niles is uh, 
treatments not being good thrown into positions in which he didn't want to play and then we refused to sell him last summer and then we left him out of the team and then we sent him on loan to West Brom. But nobody says that. You know why? Because there isn't a clamour and a fake hype around Ainsley Maitland-Niles the way there is around William Saliba. Who on earth said that William Saliba was the next Rafael Varane? Who said that? Who made that up? I can guarantee you now that William Saliba, whatever he achieves in his footballing career, will not achieve anything like what Rafael Varane has. Because those players, they don't come along every single week. You know, you're talking about him, Rafael Varane, a World Cup winner, a four-time Champions League winner, a La Liga winner. William Saliba has given no indication that he is at that level. So this, he's the next Varane thing. It needs to stop. It needs to stop. And he is not the only young player who has suffered from the fact that Arsenal need to change and Arsenal need to move things forward. Aditya Singh is uh, having a right go in the uh, in the comments. Mate, you honestly need to get a life. He's calling me a pathetic liar. He says uh, he's, he's mocking uh, me about the fact that I'm backing uh, Mikel Arteta on this one. Where's the other comment? Where's the other comment? He, say? he says, you should jump off a cliff, man. You ain't worth it. You know, I'm mentally strong enough to take bullshit like this online because I've become used to it. It's part of my job. But you should think about the way you talk to people and you should think about the way that you talk to people that you don't know because you could potentially trigger somebody into doing something, somebody who's already feeling low into doing something that is horrible and, and something that they they shouldn't do with your sort of stupid words and being an irresponsible prat. And, you know, I'm sorry that I'm even giving this time of day for those of you who listen to this podcast and don't do shit like this. But the fact that you're calling me this and you're calling me that whilst sitting there watching my podcast, creating revenue for my podcast says more about you, mate. Go get a life, go and enjoy your weekend, but think twice about how you talk to people because I can take it, but there will be people out there who ain't at the level um, or who, who ain't of the, the state of mind for an, whatever reason where they can take it. And you got to be more responsible about the way you talk to people, mate, because you, um, you are a pathetic human being, mate, and you're blocked. See you later, mate. Ciao. Um, where is he? There we go. There we go. Blocked. And, and and this is the thing, right? Uh, sorry that I went in that direction, mate, but people like that need to be called out for what they are because they're morons. They're absolute morons. Um, you know, and as I say, you know, I don't mean that in a disrespectful way, but I've grown thicker skin from doing the job that I do. Um, and, and to me, you know, it will annoy me for 30 seconds and then it's gone. I don't care. I've got a lovely wife. I've got a kid. I've got another kid on the way. I've got a house. I've got my job that I absolutely adore. Nothing like that is going to kind of send me down that path. But there are people who who aren't as fortunate and who are struggling and don't need to hear idiots like that online. It's it's ridiculous. Um, you know, and, and I can see there's a few of you in the uh, in the comments um, uh, saying that you disagree with me lots of the time, but you can do it respectfully. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Um, we can, we can disrespect, um, 
uh, sorry, we can disagree on everything, but, um, you know, it's not personal. We're talking about football. That's all this is. Get some questions in the chat box. Uh, let's pick up a few questions. Uh, we can talk William Saliba. We can talk about whatever you want uh, for the last sort of 10 minutes uh, of the show. If you haven't already uh, hit the like button on the video, please do so. Um, and uh, and subscribe to the channel if you are new. It really, really does help. I can see a few of you saying, wait, baby on the way. Uh, another on the way. Congrats. Yeah, man. It's been, it's been out in the open for a while. Um, baby's due in, in October. I've got a little girl on the way. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to having one of each and pulling more of my hair out, but yeah, thank you. Uh, what else have we got in the chat box? Um, JG says, I just feel like Fofana got given a chance and look at him. People like Ben White have never proved they can be at the top level either. I don't believe White is a 50 million pound upgrade on Saliba. Well, no, hold on. If, if White is costing us 50 million and Saliba cost us, nearly 30 million. You're talking about a 20 million pound upgrade, not, not a 50 million pound upgrade. Um, and, and yeah, I, I, I accept that point, but this is where as fans to a degree, you kind of just have to trust your manager and you have to trust. If you trust Mikel Arteta, then you have to trust him to get this right. And as I mentioned earlier on in the show, there is, um, you know, if there's one area in which Mikel Arteta probably has earned our trust more so than any other, then it is, um, you know, in the defence because he has improved us in that sense. And and I think that, uh, look, I think that if, you know, Mikel Arteta is sitting there and he's got a transfer budget this summer and he will know as well as anybody that there are a number of positions um, in that team that need fixing that need upgrading upon. And I don't think he would want to go and spend a significant proportion of that budget on a player uh, to replace one that we already have unless it's necessary. And in his mind, it's clearly necessary. So on that basis, I think we kind of just got to trust him to get on with it. And 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 that's that. You know, if, if you're anti-Mikel Arteta, if you think that he's the wrong man and you think he should be sacked, then I can understand why you would see this Saliba thing and the treatment of Liam Saliba as another issue and as another kind of black mark against his name. But for me, that's fine. I just can't, I can't, I can't fathom why so many people think William Saliba is a saint and is this incredible player that is going to change our fortunes. That's where I struggle. It's not, you know, I, I actually agree that the treatment of him hasn't been great. I thought what was disgraceful last season was not getting him out on loan at the start of the season and having him essentially sitting around for half a campaign. That was disgraceful. That was poor on the club's part, poor on Mikel Arteta's part. And I completely agree with that. But what I then struggle with is, fine, you can criticise the treatment, you can criticise the way Arsenal have gone about it and the way it's all panned out. But I can't get behind that William Saliba is going to save us. He is the best centre-half in the world and he's going to go on to be the next Rafael Varane because there is nothing to suggest that. There is nothing to suggest that at all. And um, and and that's what, what I struggle with. Um, Yonick says, exaggeration again. No one said that. Yonick, I can tell you, my friend, and I will dig him out. There are plenty of people that when we signed William Saliba, 
we're talking about him being the next Rafael Varane. There are plenty of people on social media that think William Saliba should walk into our side and start in the Premier League week in, week out. Yet there is no evidence based on what we've seen of him so far to suggest that should be the case. So my point is here, this isn't as cut and dry. This isn't as black and white as some Arsenal fans are making it out to be. Could William Saliba come in and be part of the squad and help the squad? Maybe, possibly. But we're not in Europe. And if he's not in the Premier League side and we're not in Europe, aside from a couple of cup competitions where you don't really know how far you're going to go and how many games you're going to get in there, can you guarantee him the game time that he needs to develop to that level where we go absolutely William Saliba nailed on star? No, he can. I don't think he can. I think, as I said a little bit earlier on, I don't think it's just about ability. I think that there have been, um, obviously there's been a disconnect between Arteta and, and Saliba, largely because of the way he was treated and the way that all panned out. Um, most of that is not the player's fault, I agree. But once that disconnect's there, can you always fix it? Maybe not. Um, maybe not. And... It's it's a difficult situation, you know, it, it's a difficult situation. But if Mikel Arteta gets the job right um, and does things the right way and Arsenal end up competing for the Champions League positions again, nobody's going to be crying about William Saliba then. You know, it's only now because we're not where we want to be that people are making a big deal out of this. And I guarantee you, if he costs £2 million like Rob Holding did, wouldn't even be having this conversation yet we are but that that's that's the point put the financial side of it out of your mind because when you make a poor when when you make a poor investment do you keep re, do you keep investing in it until it eventually becomes profitable or is there a point where you go i'm wasting money here you know, there's got to be a cutoff point. And Mikel Arteta's investment is not about money anymore. It's about time in William Saliba. It's about giving him opportunities. And William uh, Mikel Arteta, sorry, doesn't feel like that investment right now is the best use of his time. That investment of time in William Saliba to develop him, to get him up to speed, to get him up to the level that he needs him to be. Mikel clearly feels that there are other priorities within the squad. And that that cannot take precedent at the moment. So it's a difficult one. Those are my thoughts on it. Would I have liked to see William Saliba stay and fight for his place? Absolutely, I would. Um, I still think that would have been more beneficial than any loan. Given he's going on a loan, I think Marseille is probably quite a good place for that loan, given all the reasons I mentioned earlier on. Is it an ideal situation? It absolutely isn't. Is it the way I hoped William Saliba's Arsenal career would go when we signed him? No, it isn't. But is it such a crime? Is it such a big deal that I'm going to go on and on and on and on about it for the rest of the season? Um, you know, and, and use it as a stick to constantly beat Mikel Arteta with when you consider that defensively he has improved us? No, I'm going to trust for now in his decision on this and, uh, and and we'll see we'll see how it goes over the course of the season right i'm going to leave it there um hope you've all enjoyed the show um 
enjoyed the discussion, enjoyed the debate, even if we don't always agree. Uh, it's always great to to exchange opinions. That's what it's all about. Um, I'm going to leave you guys to it. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Uh, as I said, we'll be back on Sunday, uh, round about a similar time, round about midday. We'll be talking about the European uh, Championships, the quarterfinals. Once we have the full semi-final lineup, we'll be reflecting back on that. And uh, we'll be talking about anything else that comes up in the Arsenal world uh, between now and then. I'll catch you all tomorrow. Until then, take care of yourselves and stay safe. Ciao. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon.